Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Saint Happy Hour podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get his. I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave smells like nougat. Now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Hey, we got the Aaron Brooks Drunk History episode up and going. Like 1,200 people have already listened to it. It's phenomenal. It is drunk. It is horrible. It is out of control. Uh, Who did you do that one with? I did that one with our friend Ian, who goes on and off Twitter with the protected tweets. I think he's in one of his phases where he's off Twitter. So you can click on his Twitter link. I think it's gone. Uh, But Ian is 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 our guy, and we love him. And he was great. And me and I, I told I asked him for thirty minutes. We, we went for like an hour twenty on Aaron Brooks. So uh, I'm gonna listen to that tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow night I, work. I did tomorrow a, work. I did a I did a fantastic job salvaging that audio. By the way, props to me <laughs> for making it <laughs> average. Uh, so we got that. So you can find us on the Twitter, the YouTube, the Facebook. Just search Saints Happy Hour Podcast and donate if you can because we got to keep the lights on. Um. We're breaking news. Saints breaking news today, kind of, Andrew. Uh, give us an update on a former Saint, Brandon Browner. He got into a little bit of trouble. Yeah, so uh, this this was a little weird. Um, <laughs> but uh, he was arrested in what looks like a – it looked like a cop-evading thing. I mean, there was, it seems like there was a high-speed chase. And um, – Let's see. Let me let me read you this exactly. So he was arrested following a police chase. Where? Where he was wanted for kidnapping, false imprisonment, burglary, grand theft auto, and violation of a restraining order. So I hope that was was that in the south. Was that? uh, It says Azusa County, in the Azusa area. What like what state? Let me check. Because if that's Uh, if that's in the south, they're gonna put him under the jail. If it's if it's out, the it's west, in California. It's ooh, in LA. He might be all right. He might be all right. <laughs> California. But but the good news is in California. There's a good chance because of their love of high speed chases. There's a good chance, Dave, that we'll actually eventually get video of that. Uh, yeah, there's got to be. I mean, most police cars now, I would say, have at least dash cams. We might not get the. <laughs> The, the classic helicopter aerial footage, but 
uh, hopefully we'll be able to get uh, some dash cam footage. Do you think he'll drop the, do you know who I am? <laughs> you know who I am? I'm Brandon Browner, damn it. Most penalties in a single season. If he said that to a cop in New Orleans, he'd be like, oh, you're Brandon Browner? We're making up five more charges. Yeah, you should have you should have kept that information yourself. I'm tasing you. I'm going to tase you on general principle, and nothing's going to happen to me. They're probably going to give me a medal. It's wrong of us to think that way about Brandon Browner, but he was pretty terrible. I think. Do you think Brandon Browner was more hated than Jason David? I hate him. Yes, more than Jason David. Absolutely. I mean, because Jason David, I mean, we talk about Jason David all the time. Pretty regu- Jason David pretty off the field was irreproachable. Right. He was a good guy. He talked to the media. He admitted his faults and accepted them and, you know, was always positive and, and trying to get better and trying to move on and, and would not shy away from the media. And Brandon Browner started fights in the locker room. <laughs> Who, was it Was it Christian Garrick or was it Larry Holder that he tried to fight? No, it was... Um... Lyle McKelvin, right? Lyle, oh, Lyle. it was Lions yelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lions yelling. Former WWE yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh, boy, Lions. Yeah. Lions. That was, right. that was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I could just see it in the locker room. Like, Brandon Brown just wanting to kill... Wanting to kill uh, Lions. What is that sound bite from? That's from Smokey and the Bandit. It's just no, that's that. for me. It's not for, like there's like four people in the audience that probably know it. But it's, it's just for, it's for me because I run this. I run the soundboard. I take suggestions, but I'm the one that's got to cut up the sound. So I did that one. Um, so look, we're Dave. We're 17 days out from Saints training camp. Um, that actually the Brandon so Brown. So close. Want to touch the hiney? <laughs> oh. So that was actually good Saints news that didn't involve uh, off-season news that was terrible to Brandon Browner, but it was kind of not really Saints. Uh, Brandon Brandon Browner isn't on the Saints, so that has nothing to do with the Saints. Wait, Saints. hold on, hold on. Speaking of Billy Madison, how old does my son have to be before I can show him that movie? We were just talking about this today. The edited version, he's probably okay. Your son's like, what, eight? Yeah. Um, like an edited version, I guess that would like a t- made for TV. I guess that would be okay, but the regular version, probably not. Well, I'm, I'm not going to show him the edited version. I mean, he's got to watch the real thing. So, how long do I have to wait? What do you think? I don't know. Eleven. Ten. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. I saw Godfather Part Two, Part uh, Part One when I was like nine. I was like titties. Uh, my my mom at the time, I don't think she remembered that the Godfather had the the part where like they, he marries the Italian bride and they short tits, and she was like, "Oh my God, she's horrified." It was great. Uh, <laughs> so, when you're dying, and it's too like it's, at that point, you know, it's like it's too late, right? She, my mom was just like, "Oh, damn it!" Um, but like the violence and everything in the Godfather was fine, but the but the tits was just over the line for Anne. She couldn't couldn't deal with that so we said the saints are 17 days out so we're, we're doing like uh previewing every position and, and we we started this too late so we got to cram it in because we only got three weeks left and we haven't even touched the defense so we got to cram it all in we did we did uh last week we did receivers the week before that we did offensive line this week we're doing quarterbacks and running backs so we'll start with quarterbacks um Dave, I don't really care. Like Drew I heard Brees that guy. Drew Brees guy is pretty good. 
Drew Brees is pretty good, but like all I give a shit about is Taysom Taysom Hill. Like the high, the hype is like incredible. So so what has to happen? Because for Drew Brees, like he's not even to play the first two weeks, right, guys? Is that did he even play the first two weeks last year? Yeah, I think he he might have done like one series. Yeah, I think he missed the first game entirely, and then did like one series in the second game or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So, like, I mean, besides the goofy quarterback challenge, I mean, we're not going to get any any like breeze news is going to be bad, right? During training yeah. camp, probably. So, like, but but the Taysom Hill, you know, um, the Taysom the Taysom Hill. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hype train is fucking real and spectacular, but Dave, what has to happen for the Taysom Hill hype train to get out of control and reach like break the sound barrier even though it's a train and it's not in the air um i mean obviously he's got to put together a good game whenever he gets the opportunity to play he'll, he'll probably play yeah he might get some time in the first game if not by the first game in the second game for sure but does he um, even need a good game or does he just need a good play <laughs> like mean, is, think, is one highlight needs, real play enough i think he just needs four good tweets from underhill Turn to first practice, <laughs> and he's good to go. He could he could have a bad game by the eye test, but then forty eight hours later, Underhill tweets like that based on the film, you know that he did he did something right or that it was someone else's fault that the play was bad, <laughs> and that might be all we need. If he does if he does something like where he like runs with the ball, you know he he tucks it and runs just and, just for and like. Yeah. No, well, yeah, whatever. But but like some defender, he's in the open field and he just trucks some defender <laughs> and bowls over them and keeps running. Uh, oh, yeah, like if there, if there was like one play like that, that would that would that would probably get the hype. You know, well, the that hype gift that gift would live forever, Dave, because you would make it a <laughs> gift and it would just be like. Yeah, and that's the kind of stuff that would like ESPN would show that you know that would make like a top ten on ESPN. So then like the rest of the country would then get on the Taysom Hill hype train too. <laughs> but he's gonna like I would think he's gonna maybe start the first preseason game right, Andrew. They're not gonna go with Savage. They're gonna throw Hill into the fire, right? The first game because we Breeze probably isn't gonna play, right? So it's gonna be Taysom Hill for a half. We get that. It's his job to lose, yeah. So I yeah. mean, I, I think we're gonna really. Get a, you think you think Taysom Hill is is penciled in at, as the number two guy? No, I, I don't I know if it's. Pen, I, I think I think Sean Payton wants this to be true so bad. Yes, right. they want it. To I be. mean, I, you go back to kind of the comments that were made. and He says now that they're blown out of context, but I I I think it was more just about he didn't want 
it getting back to Hill that he was putting all this anointing water on him without <laughs> actually earning stuff. Yeah. You know, but yes, I, I think Sean Payton is salivating at the, at the possibility of having a quarterback that runs like Michael Vick and throws like Randall Cunningham under center. I, I think the possibilities are just too exciting for him. He can't, can't even contain his, his excitement. So I would say Taysom Hill. He's gonna get. He's gonna get in the first two preseason games. I bet you he gets at least three quarters of work, and that's like the low end. In the like, first game? No, in the first two games combined. Like oh, I could definitely. See him, I could see him playing a quarter and a half in those two games. Whether it's whether it's say the first half in the first game and the third quarter in the second game, he's gonna get a ton. Like they don't. They don't want. Dave, they don't want Phil fucking Savage to be the quarterback. They don't. Or is his name Phil Savage or Andrew Savage or whatever the fuck is Savage? He's terrible. He played for the Texans. Um, you're well, way off, Ralph. What you is know, it? they're gonna they they want a guy. I, I think that I think if you're talking about a regular in the regular season, if they really if Breeze really went down, uh, I think we need to be realistic here. Um, you know, Tom Savage obviously. Has some <laughs> Tom Savage, I four real, people, and it wasn't him. Has some has some real game experience. So, you know, as as much as people might love Taysom Hill, even as much as Sean Payton might love Taysom Hill, I mean, I think the safe play is to go with Tom Savage. I mean, obviously, you're fucked either way. If Drew Brees is gone, neither of those two guys is uh, uh, any <laughs> anything to uh, write home about. But I, I think, you know, Taysom Hill is still a raw work in progress let's 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 keep I that would say this i would let's say this it. andrew if the guy if the awfulness happens and drew Brees gets hurt one you can't root for him to lose you can't root for them to lose because the draft pick is gone right right i think they they go Taysom hill because Taysom hill at least if the shit just totally falls apart he can just run and at least that's entertaining and gives your offense a chance i think if if the doomsday scenario happens I think it's Taysom Hill all the way, and that's the way they're going to go. Uh, one, because I think be- I think it's important. This is the right moment in this podcast to point out that yes, for you Saints fans out there that are JT Barrett obsessed, oh my there's God, a there is a reason why we have not brought him up yet, and that's because he isn't going to be any good. <laughs> I don't know. I saw I saw a minicamp pass. Looked pretty good. Oh, I, for, I totally forgot he existed, Andrew, until you brought his name up. It, yeah, let me ask I, you I mean, there there is a non-zero percentage of Saints fans that are convinced that Taysom Hill will not only make the team, but that he's going to be the backup quarterback to Breeze and actually have a good NFL career. Will he, they're, Dave, they're will, he even be, will he even be on the practice squad, Dave? Uh, I mean, that would mean he would have to beat somebody out because they're yeah. not going to carry four guys. I mean, well, no, know, the practice gonna... squad, right? They could cut him and they could just keep him there. Mm, probably not. I doubt it. So here's the thing that I was thinking about before we get on to running backs: is Drew Brees is scheduled to break the all-time passing mark for yards for the NFL, and it's going to happen like the Washington game, which is like week six, which is like either right before or right after the bye. And Andrew, I was thinking of it today and like, it's not that big of a deal.
deal. And I get that it might not be that big of a deal nationally because NFL records aren't the same as baseball records or other sports or whatever. But I feel like in New Orleans... I don't like, know. They made a big deal out of Peyton Manning doing yeah, it. Like, a fucking... Yeah, didn't they stop the game? Yeah, they did. Yeah. And a, a fucking Saints player is going to break one of the hollowed NFL records. And I feel like it's not that huge of a deal. Maybe it'll it'll become as we get into the year, but I feel like it's like it's just like, oh yeah, he's gonna break the he's gonna break the record Monday night against the skins and we'll go about our business. Like it like it doesn't feel like a huge deal. And to me, I thought about it today, I was like, oh my God, a Saints player is gonna own like one of the like the gold standard records in the NFL. Well you said it right you said it right there. He plays for the Saints. But it, so it should, it should I be think a bigger the, deal. I think the league is immediately Less interested because it's the Saints and it's Drew well, not Brees. The league. I feel like Saints fans should be like super fucking excited about it, and we're really not. Or maybe it's just because it's July. I, I just, you know. No, I think the hype each week it will build. So I, I just think you know football is out of sight, out of mind right now. Um, but when that first week comes, and you know, I, I think if the Saints are winning. Especially, you know, if they're doing really well and, you know, it's one of those things where the fan excitement in general is off the charts because they're they're playing well, then I just think it'll add fuel to the fire. And, and you know, even if they're awful, I mean, I remember they were 0-4, I believe, against the Chargers when he broke the touchdown, the, the consecutive touchdown record. And I remember that was a big deal. I mean, he stood at midfield and... You know, he had a standing ovation, and ESPN made a big deal because it was on prime time, and Sean Payton was back in the in the in one of the club levels. This was during his suspension year, watching the game. So, I just have a feeling that the excitement will build. If the Saints are winning, it's going to be a prime time game, so it'll make it even more significant nationally. We'll get into it, um, and it's it is going to be a big deal and a big thing, I think. Dave, they project him to break the record, um, like I said, against Washington. But that that, that that record has him at like averaging, I think, like two hundred and eighty yards a game. So like, yeah, it'll be before that probably. I mean, if they have a game where the Saints are behind or something, that could be. Um, <laughs> it could be it could be soon like sooner so like if i was going to pick a, you can't beat the tampa game obviously but if you were a saints fan and you were going to pick a whole like do you think it could happen uh the giants game or like what's a whole like as you look at the saints schedule like how how much sooner could it happen before the redskins game well i actually think it could happen i i think it has a stronger chance of happening later and not sooner you know just oh, because i mean you look at oh, last year and yeah how much Breeze was throwing and how many yards. I mean, he just didn't – he didn't have as many yards. And I think that trend's going to continue. I think they'll, they'll try to run the football more. Although you don't have Ingram for the first four games, so that's another consideration. Um, but I would say, you know, they're on the road against the Ravens after the bye, um, and then they're on the road – in Minnesota, um, but I could see maybe the Ravens or Minnesota being the game instead of the Redskins because 280 yards a game is a lot, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I mean, I, I just think when you look at the Bucks and the Browns and the Giants, I mean, those are three of their Saints' first four games. 
he may not have to throw, but for like 220 yards in each of those games to get a win. Oh, yeah. Could it be the the Rams at home, Dave? November? Could that be the spot? Uh, That feels a little too long. Yeah, I think it's going to be earlier than that. Unless he gets hurt or something. Oh, fuck. This is a game. So that, I mean, so, but I guess my final question as we get to quarterbacks, like, because, you know, we, we, we joke about the arm food and we joke about decline, but really there was no, to my way of looking at it, there was no decline in Breeze. And the throw he made in the playoff game against Carolina where he scrambled and hit Michael Thomas for like a 50-yard gain, like, it's just, it was ridiculous that a 38-year-old dude can do that. But I guess, Dave, what's your expectations sort of stat-wise to Breeze? Do you think he'll be a little better than last year, a little a little worse? And not necessarily that he'll play worse, but that, it, like Andrew says, like maybe he's going to, like, it's even going to be uh, less yards. Like, what's your expectation for him sort of stat-wise and, and sort of like in the fantasy mold, if, if that makes sense? Uh, I mean, I, I think it's going to be pretty pretty close to what we saw last year. Uh, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be any better. I mean, what did he throw for last year? Did he re, did he get to 4,500? He gets 4,300 yards, yeah. but only 23 touchdowns, which. When yeah. I mean, I think he'll be, I mean, I think he'll be good for at least 4,000 yards, but probably not much over that. I think the 5,000 yard days are over. Um, both just because yeah. of his age and also because the saints seem to be improving and, 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 you know, balancing their offense a little more. I mean, he was averaging two, just under 271 a game last year, which is by far the lowest he's ever averaged with the Saints, by far. Right. I I, I see that trend continuing. Um, And, but I mean, but every now and then, but you know, there are those random games that get thrown in there where he's got to win the game for the team. You know, they get, they get behind early, uh, or whatnot, game last and, he's, and he's throwing more so than he normally does. So he averages 270, but that's because, you know, one game the Saints might be playing well or be playing an, uh, an inferior opponent, and they're able to run the ball more, and, and Breeze only knows, needs to throw for 210 yards. Uh, but the other yeah. week, he's thrown for 420 uh, for two touchdowns and a field goal in the fourth quarter. Uh, Not having Mark Ingram is is a thing to watch, though. Yeah, here's a, here's a question. Here's a question, Andrew. Is 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 Drew Brees? Is he kind of because if you look at his stats and look, he was phenomenal last year. He had a rating of 103.9, and he was awesome in the playoff game. He was phenomenal. Yeah, I think his interception percentage was the lowest of his career. Yeah, but 23 touchdowns, eight interceptions, 4,300 yards. Is he is he sort of going to be in 2018 even if he's still great and drew Brees, he's a great on-field quarterback but as far as like the ridiculous fantasy numbers like eh, that's not going to be anymore it's just going to be he's going to be a really great on-field quarterback but like as like a fantasy juggernaut eh, not so much because he's going to throw for 4,200 yards 25 touchdowns 10 interceptions and that's nice for fantasy but not great is that is that kind of where we're going to be with him in, in 2018 you think I don't know. The only X factor, I mean, I keep going back to Ingram being out, but the only X factor is how good are Cam Meredith and Traquan Smith going to be? Because we know Ted Ginn and Michael Thomas are good receivers, but 
if they can get anything out of those young guys, uh, you know, if Traquan can come in as a rookie and make an impact, and if Cam Meredith can come back from his injury, you know, Kamara's as much of a receiver as he is a running back, um, and he's going to get more snaps than usual, I think, through the first four weeks. So I could see the Saints offensively uh, being a little bit more aerial. You know, they upgraded at tight end, too. I mean, at le- hopefully, at least for the early part of the season, Watson is going to be playing pretty well and healthy. Um, so I just feel like they're set up to maybe th- – surprise us and throw the rock a little bit more, especially early until Ingram comes back. Dave, do you think, uh, do you think that Dave, that, that Andrew's correct and that we might see some monster Drew Brees games early in the year? Uh, I don't, you know, maybe one, maybe one. All right. So now this is the interesting thing. Uh, so when you say that, Dave, you you just think it's going to be more of like the efficient, yeah, maybe one of those offense, games. more running, yeah, but maybe one of those games, you know, he's got to he's got to he's got to air it out. So which running back besides Kamara is getting the bulk of the carries in those that's weeks? A, that's a great tease and a lead into <laughs> our uh, to going to running back. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't have the damn. I can't pull the roster up on my computer. My computer. Well, is I've got it. The, the running back. The running back situation is Kamara, Boston Scott, Jonathan Williams, Trey Edwards, Terrence West, Daniel Lasco, Ingram, who's out for the first four weeks. Yeah. I mean, so I gotta like, say that, I mean, that, that lineup the... does not instill confidence in me. No, I, I will say no. that. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, Andrew, I think you... I think part of the reason they just signed Terrence West is because. You know, they, they had a couple mini camps and, you know, they were like, holy shit, <laughs> <laughs> these guys might not might not be able to cut it. But I think, you know, West, I think it is important to say that West, I mean, he was a starter for the Ravens. He's still pretty young and he beat out. I mean, they worked out DeMarco Murray, I believe, Jamal Charles, Tim Hightower. So there are no, a lot DeMarco of big names Murray in there refused. and he beat them all out for the job. So everybody, that's true except good. for DeMarco Murray. Because DeMarco Murray refused. He's okay. like, I'm not going to your cattle call. Call me in August when you have an injury. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, that's fine. But, yeah, I, I think he, he stood out west as the best of all the guys they worked out, and there were a lot of names in there. So um, that means something. I really like Trey Edmonds and what he showed in preseason last year. And, you know, it was in garbage time against the Bills team that had quit, but he had a couple big runs against the Bills too. So, um I think Weston Edmonds are kind of the leading candidates um, most likely to play, I would say, more so than Boston Scott and Lasco. Boston Scott, man, he's tiny and he runs fast and he's from Louisiana, Andrew. Well, he'll make the fourth quarter of preseason games fun. So at least he's got that going for him. Um, You know, Jonathan Williams is a guy they like a lot. Um, He's kind of a wild card. I don't know much about him, haven't seen him yet. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's going to be Terrence West's and I don't think it's going to be that great. Dave, it's the end of your fantasy draft, and you're just groping around in the dark. And I told, and I tell you, you got to pick one <laughs> of these like things. Sounds like sex with my wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> my wife. So you're groping around in the dark, and you got to pick one of these Saints uh, poo-poo platter running backs 
for your fan, like your final <laughs> slot on your fantasy team? Like, who are you going with? Poo poo platter. Uh, wait, oh, I got to pick one. You got to pick one of them. Um, you know, An- look, Andrew makes. I think I'll let Andrew say Terrence West, and he makes a good argument uh, for, for that case. Um, you know, me. I think it's going to be. I think one of these young guys is going to be. You know, the Saints always have been seem to have been able to find some rookie or undrafted guy. Yeah, get the hype train going. Get the that's hype the train. train, baby. That's for Boston Scott. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be somebody. It's gonna be somebody like that that nobody really expected. That's and that's just surprises the hell out of everybody. Um, So, but will it? Will it be more like Traveris Cadet? Nah. Or will it be more like Chris Ivory? Holy shit, this guy's amazing. Maybe you know, maybe Kyrie Robinson, something like that. You know, any any one of well, not not Traveris Cadet. I'd rather. I'm thinking more in line of. Pierre Thomas, not, not not as amazing as Pierre Thomas. I mean, he, Pierre I mean Thomas, Kyrie, Kyrie would be nice. Yeah, Kyrie or Chris Ivory, something like that. Yeah, I think it's going to be – I just think Boston Scott. I just think – that's, that's got Traverse Cadet written all over it. <laughs> Traverse Cadet, man, he carved out a little career for himself. I mean, yeah. people – Saints fans hated him, but, I mean, you know. He, I always kind of liked him. For being an undrafted guy, I mean, there were some people that I follow on Twitter that just loathe the poor man. Uh, but I'm going to say Boston Scott's going to be the guy. Like, I think he's going to have a fun preseason. I think he's going to. I think he's. I think he's going to get the first crack at it. But Andrew, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if not only is the Mark Ingram replacement guy not on the roster. I wouldn't be surprised, like if the Saints make a move, like after a week, if it goes really badly. That's when they sign Demarco. Yeah, like if they would like stink versus Tampa, they'd be like, "All right, Demarco, fine, we'll give you what you want." Like, because that guy's just like waiting, or he's waiting for an injury, you know? Um, yeah. So I still think it's, I still think that there's, it's at least fifty-fifty that the, the dude at running back he isn't. He isn't on the roster yet. Um, but, I mean, how do we – I guess overall, you know, because we're, we're talking about – Dave, we're talking about, you know, who's going to fill for Mark Ingram for a month. But it's only a month, you know. And even if it's even if it's a total disaster, Breeze could throw his way through it and they could still be like three and one. So it's it's not like a crisis. But I guess my, my question to you is, like, what's your expectation of this running game that was just unbelievable last year – can it, is it going to repeat? Is it going to be better? Is it going to be worse? Like, what's your what's your feeling going in? Because your boyfriend was just lights out last year. Yeah, you want my honest opinion? I don't think it's going to be nearly as good. I hate to say <laughs> it. I think last year was pretty special. Um, I thought last year was a combination of a lot of uh, you know good good things that all came together and chemistry and you know it's just hard to to duplicate that year in and year out um yeah that's nice i think there's one thing we're kind of ignoring here which is that the saints will be having in their backfield the reigning rookie of the year alvin Kamara, and he's gonna hold it down just fine (laughs) Uh, I'm also concerned about injury. Yeah. Um, 
you know, obviously we can't plan on that. And I'm not talking about anything major. I'm not talking about, you know, Ingram or, or Kamara blowing out their ACL. You know, I'm just talking about little nagging. What's wrong with you? Don't even put that out there. God, here's my, here's my question to you, Andrew, as far as not, will, will it be better or will it be worse? But, but here's the thing. Let's say the saints, they're like, eh, it's, they, they're thinking Boston Scott, he's had a good preseason. They're like, okay, he's the guy. And he gets into that Tampa game, and he's just, he fumbles or whatever. To, you know, like, he's basically, it's a fumble, right? And, and Sean Payton could be like, I'm fucking done with you. And if they decide, you know what, we're just going to ride Kamara for a month. Would you be okay with that? Like, if they're like, you know what, we usually give, like, Kamara, like, 15 to 22 touches for a month. We're giving him 28. Would you be all right with that? Mm, not really. I, I, I just think at that stage of the season, you can afford to lose a game. Yeah. And but you can't afford to lose Kamara for the stretch run. So, so no, I'm not okay with it. You're not going to do the te- even though it would be tempting because that, that's the thing that I think could happen, right? Like. Well, it'll definitely be tempting, and I think it'll be up to Sean Payton and and the Saints to be smart and not run their their most important asset into the ground because they need him when it's going to matter more. What's your well, Dave? You already said you don't think it'll necessarily be as good. So you just think Kamara is going to be hurt? He's going to be whatever? It's just not going to just not quite quite going to be as good. Yes. Yeah, that's dark. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's the darkest time. Sorry, that's just how I feel. I think one of I think one of them is going to maintain or excel, and or be better than last year, and one of them is going to regress. I don't think they're both going to get worse or both going to be better. It's going to be like I could see Kumar being just otherworldly good, and the Saints decide to ride him for a month. Andrew and his stats are just fucking unreal right or i could mm-hmm. and i could see ingram coming back and he gets nicked and he's you know he's never quite the guy you know and he ends up getting like 700 yards and it's he's just like never quite it's never quite the same you know and and, and to be fair like ingram has a history of getting nicked so it's not like like saying that he's gonna get nicked is not some like crazy theory it's impossible um, to play that position and not get nicked yeah like uh that Ingram could have another good year and get a third decent contract is kind of ridiculous, you know, in the, in this day and age for the NFL. So that's yeah. our preview for running backs and uh, quarterback. Um, so we got – I asked people for questions, and I said ridiculous gets moved to the front of the line, and people didn't disappoint. This oh, from, boy. This is from Eric. Dave, if the Falcons win the Super Bowl and get the jeweler that Drew Brees is suing to make their rings, does that make up for 28 to 3? <laughs> they could get it in blue. Uh, this, is a, this is an A-plus question. What, I, was, what was the, I was starting to get annoyed because, like, if the Falcons win the Super Bowl, like, that's just, like, we get that question every week and it's so dumb, like, hypothetical, but... Bringing in the whole jewelers thing was—it's very topical. That was a nice touch. Like if it's blue diamonds and it has like the score of the Saints games in the ring, oh, that'd be, that's that's a plus troll, Dave. 
yeah, I'd have to give it to them on that one. <laughs> that that makes up for their for that weird poster that they came out with a couple yeah, of weeks that, ago. Yeah, that poster was weird, and they hopefully Julio gets mad at them and holds out, but we'll see. This is another question from Reed, and I thought of it, Andrew, and it's a great question, but we have to like break it down. Who on the Saints roster can eat the most pizza? But here's the question: Are we talking like? Regular pizza? Are we talking deep dish? Are we talking thin? Are we talking supreme? Are we talking what is cheese? It? I mean, that, how, would that, that, how would that matter? I mean, it's, it's, well, no, it matters it, a lot, man. The difference between like a thin crust or like a Chicago deep dish. I mean, that's yeah. You know, but either way, the guy yeah, that's going to eat the most is going to eat the most, right? right exactly. You're it's not. It's not like Kamara's really good at eating deep dish, but he's really bad at eating. <laughs> Thin crust. Maybe. Well, no, not not even that. Yeah. I mean, like if Kamara is eating against Ingram, they're both eating the same thing. So they're both eating dip, deep dish, or they're right. both eating thin crust. Or so whatever. who would it be? Who would it be? Well, right. it's too bad. I mean, it's too bad that you can't go all time roster because then it's a, it's a clearly a three man race between John. Norman Norman Hand, Grady Jackson, and Hollis Thomas. I mean, those about Sullivan. Sullivan hit buffets during games. Oh man. yeah, Jonathan Sullivan's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grady Jackson. I mean, I, yeah. I would, who's, who's the biggest I mean, guy on the team? I mean, right? Norman Hand's never seen a chicken wing he didn't like. <laughs> Recipes. Um, yeah, I think. Even a cross-faced <laughs> chicken wing. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. See, I, I hope Kevin's listening. He'd be so proud of me. I just made a wrestling joke. Nice. I, I think. Um, I mean, I would. I would think. I don't know. Who's looking at the roster right now? It's sort like Onyemata might be the biggest, but like, I don't know. Onyemata, he just seems like he'd be disciplined to me. You know, he, didn't he grow up in Africa? I just feel yeah. like he, he's probably more disciplined. I, I would say Warford. I think Tyler Davis. I would put my money choice. on Tyler Davison. Wait, I know who. Anzalone, because he's Italian. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> he probably does love pizza. Yeah. Would he? You know what? You're probably right. They like he would put the 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 um the hairnet on his hair, and he would just be like in there and just kill it. I yeah. Think. Um. Who so man? Let's... Maybe. Oh yeah. He looks like he could put down some pizza. You know, I I think I think I think Kamara can be sneaky, because I think I think he works really hard in the offseason, but I I think he can I think he could wreck some bad food. That's the thing. The guy that the guy Joey Chestnut, the guy that wins the hot dog competitions, he's not fat. None of those hot dog eating competition guys are fat. Here's a here's a question. We didn't quite answer it when we talked about the Taysom Hill hype. This is from Chris. Taysom Hill hype train is it unstoppable? If not, play the train and, noise. Play the train noise. Oh yeah. What Andrew? What can kill and wreck the Taysom Hill hype train? Uh, reality. <laughs> reality. I mean, but like, but like specifically, like football wise, like if you were, if you were going to give me specifics, what would you, what would you say it would be? Would, would uh, my guess would be just like that he's, you know, very Aaron Brooksy. In other words, just like <laughs> low IQ, too much like backyard football playing and he makes a couple exciting plays but you know we quickly realize it's like great we have a johnny manziel on our hands yeah like it's if it's i would say that would be like if it's school if it if it's all schoolyard like 
I'm going to run around and chuck for a bomb and or run for like a 50-yard touchdown. It's like in the moment, yeah. it'll, be, it'll be fun. It will be like the Tyson Hill and the Tyson Hill hype train is unstoppable. But in the in the back of your mind, you'll be like, that's not how Sean Payton wants I mean, to the be. thing is like quarterbacks like that typically will have some really exciting plays until they get blown up by a huge hit. And that's the thing about Breeze, and you talk about his longevity, is the ball is out constantly. He's not taking a lot of hits. And he's, um, and so, so that's what I would want to see out of Taysom Hill. I mean, obviously I'll get excited about the big plays, but what I want to see is can the ball come out quickly? Is he making quick reads and, and just getting the ball out? Because if he's doing that, then he can actually sustain a career. And the thing is, there's a reason why he was playing special teams for the Saints last year, because the dude got hurt all the time at BYU. Um, this is sure. from Alfredo. This is a World Cup question, so I'll take it. He says, is football coming home? That's England's, like, slogan for their World Cup. Like, that's, they invented soccer. Like, they're going to win the World Cup, and it's gonna they're going to bring the trophy home. Uh, I have to say, England... Has, has England ever won a World Cup? In 66. One time? Like, like England is... I don't want to say they're like the Reds, like they're they're, but they're like a tormented family, and they have this like feeling of dread that's always going to go wrong. Um, so I, I root for them. That's like I, I root for them. They're like my my fun team, you know. Since the United but at States this been. point, at this point, even if they don't win, um, I mean this this was a terrific run for them. I mean it's yeah. it's as good as they've been in a long time. And right? the funny thing is that. They they've been terrible at penalty shootouts. Like they have like the worst record of any major teams. Like they've been like before they won the other day, they had lost like five in a row. And their coach has is like one of the guys who like choked in the nineties in the PK and he like was like, I'm gonna make it to where we're not gonna choke and we're gonna make it a like it's not just luck or it's it's a process you have to go through and he like set it out like bill belichick where he like mapped out every little thing you do in the pk from like how many steps you take who gets the ball and it was really interesting and, and he dresses like a bond villain so i'm i'm all in for, for england so dave this is from bijon i think i butchered his name again quick roulette question bijon can you get you can give one of these players 100 percent health for 2018 armstead anzalone cam meredith Lattimore. You can pick one for 100% health. Uh, well, it's got to be Lattimore Armstead. No, it doesn't. You would pick, uh, you would pick Anzalone? No, there Meredith? was somebody else. Yeah, I would, take, I would take Cam Meredith, I think. What? Um, it would be great to always have, assuming Mike Thomas stays fairly healthy the whole season, it would be great to have two, uh, two good quality receivers. I think the Saints need that more than they need Armstead. They've proven over the last two years that they can rotate out and that's, that's make, a ridiculous answer. Make do without <laughs> Armstead. That is um, that is ridiculous. I mean I, no, 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 no. You you take sixteen games of Toronto Armstead, if you're guaranteeing me right now that I'm gonna have elite healthy left tackle play for a full season I mean, I'd take that over Lattimore because really? Lattimore's still young and he might get nicked up, but I'm confident that, you know, hopefully it won't be too serious and, you know, he'll have a good career and he'll bounce back. But like Armstead, at this point, the assumption is we're lucky to get eight games from him. So if you're promising me a 16-game season of health at left tackle from that guy, because I know how good he is when he's right, 
Um, to me, it's a no-brainer. It's Armstead. Well, yeah. The more I think, and about Dave it, makes a good point. Like they, he's right, and the Saints have done a good job over the years of mitigating the fact that he hasn't been there. But I just think at the end of the day, I know how freaking ridiculously good he is. And you, and you, you, I, you, I think uh, we almost forget, right? Like we almost, we almost don't think Armstead is as good as he really is, just because he's never available or only half available. And when he is playing, he's banged up and he just, he hasn't been as good as he can be. But man, if that, if the stars were to kind of align, like they did for Zach Streif in the twilight of his career, um, you know, the, the season before last where he was healthy for a full year and just played the best year of his career. If, if Armstead could get something like that, where his body's finally right, man, I, I just think this offensive line would finally have some stability and, and be, as awesome as they we think they can be. And you, we've got and you. we've got we've got a couple more years left of Breeze, and he's close to um, surpassing quite a few of the all-time NFL passing records if he plays for another couple of years. And, and that's I, why you want Armstead because you keep him healthy. If you get I, a year, if you, if you get again, a year out of Armstead, again, we've already seen that they can be okay without Armstead. Am I, am I changing your mind, Dave, a little here? No, no. What no. I'm saying is, is that's is why I want Cam Meredith. I, I, we got a couple more years with Breeze. I want to see him go out with a bang. I want us to give him as much help and as much support as possible. And, yes, having Armstead healthy the entire season would certainly help in that department. But, again, we already know that the offensive line can – move and shake and change things around and do a decent enough job. But if Drew Brees doesn't have... You want more playmakers. I want to have some fun, baby. Come on. Let's go. And you want to stick it to Ryan Pace, too. You want Meredith to drop like 1,300 yards so you can stick it to Pace. I forgot about that part of it. Yeah. (laughs) I just thought about that, Andrew. I'm with Dave. I want to stick it to Pace. (laughs) I'm with Dave. And I mean, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I mean, the Saints actually, hopefully they should this year have a little bit more depth at cornerback than they probably ever had ever. Um, so, you know, Lattimore missed. Cam, Cam Meredith having an amazing season is like Ryan Pace firing material. I mean, really I mean, think about it. If, if Cam Meredith plays 16 games, you know, you're, you're talking about two thousand yard receivers you know potentially you're talking about mike thomas and cam meredith both being two thousand yard receivers you know plus obviously camara catching balls out of the backfield even ingram possibly catching balls out of the out- outfield watson's back he's got a great chemistry with drew um you know it could if cam meredith if he's the he's the keystone to the archway of wide receivers in my opinion and if he falls into the right place where he's supposed to fall into i think the wide receiver i think the whole i think the whole offense changes if they have that ability what person what percentage of the roster makes uh ben watson and drew Brees' bible study (laughs) (laughs) like let's see you got 55 man roster plus what eight man practice squad so you got 62 Three, I would say I would say like fifteen guys because I think there's a bunch of guys that might they're maybe they go to church every week but they're not super religious but they're like you know what it's Drew Brees and it's Drew Brees I'm gonna go and like show my face because I want to catch more passes I want to be in good with Drew so I'm gonna go I think I think you got like twelve guys I like it all right. <laughs> All right, this is another – this is from Guillaume. Who would you start – where would you start Pickford within the Saints lineup? Pickford, of, of course, is 
the Jordan Pickford is the England goaltender. He is Everton's goaltender, which is my EPL team. So I watched him. So I knew he was good. He, Guillaume, he starts at corner because that dude is a salty motherfucker. He he will fight opponents, his own team, ushers, officials. Like that dude is salty. Like they played Panama and they were up six nothing. They gave up a goal because uh, Keir for uh, England fucked up. Jordan Pickford chewed his fucking ass for like a good 30 seconds. And it was six to fucking one because the dude wanted his, what do, you, what do they call it? Andrew, what do they call it? Sign? Like he wanted his clean sheet. So like he's a corner dude because he's constantly like. Well, well would mouth. you want him to be a uh, coverage linebacker so that we don't get roasted by a tight end for a change? Oh, yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, but I think his personality is more corner though. Because he just talk, the, the, the linebackers talk too, right? Oh yeah. Right. Dave, this is a good one from from James. How would you feel if Week One, uh, Muhammad is starting instead of Marcus Davenport? Um, I mean, uh, at that moment, I'm gonna just say if he's you know we want the best players on the field uh, and if he happens to be better than Marcus Davenport then then great then that's who should be on the field uh, but obviously I would be obviously something is wrong uh, because Davenport is a first round pick he's you know of all the draft picks he's, he's supposed to be the one that's going to be supposed to be coming in and contrib- contributing uh, immediately so I, 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 I would. Like I wouldn't. Not... I would be very disappointed because obviously something has gone wrong. But at the same time, like you know, we got to move on here and put the best players on the field. Andrew, I don't know. He might not. I think there's a good potential that he's not starting. That he's like to beginning of the year. He's just like third down rush guy. I mean, that's not crazy, right? Not at all. In fact, I kind of expect that. No. I think if Muhammad's no. starting, the problem you have is that means Okafor is. No, I mean, I think Okafor will start. I don't expect, I don't expect Muhammad to start. I mean, Davenport will be. You know, listen, if they thought they had anything in Muhammad, they wouldn't have drafted Davenport. I don't know, yeah. man. Muhammad was a training camp star last year, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, I just forget about him. I, I think it's, I think it's well, Okafor. You know, it may take him some time. You know, he may be a pup guy because it was kind of. Um, later in the season oh yeah that's right so i mean that that's uh but i i think it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting with um with what happens because defensive end it, it's a, it's it's an interesting um it's an interesting situation we'll get into it as we the last couple of weeks as we um as we preview the defense um you know but it, i can't like dave said i can't believe like we're like it's uh like it's already like we're 17. People see reading this, listening to this podcast. It's gonna be 16 fucking days, and we're almost like we we've almost made it, people. We were at the end, so uh, that wraps it up for tonight. Uh, for Dave, for Andrew. Uh, until next week, the bar is closed.